0: Log Talk Radio. man who is smarter than you, who is stronger than you, and who is taller than you, and you can't teach that.
1: Well, the sentiment's there. thing on hmm. allow me to welcome you all back to listening to the rambling psychoticness that is Brian Rails how's it going it's not about me no, no 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 it's about the big man who has made his comeback from the days when he was chasing around Joey Janella and had to be communicated from wrestling for a little bit This is the same guy that had issues with alcohol. Same guy that got released from WWE because his issues with not only alcohol, but there was relationship issues, conflicts with other wrestlers not wanting to listen. Let's just say that this big man in particular no dunno no, for those of you messaging me right now on Instagram by the way it's Wrestle underscore radio for the Wrestle Radio Network Instagram. Anyways, this man better known as Big Cass I guess you could say I don't want to spoil Talk about his comeback just yet (laughs) So Allow me to Elaborate Why Or how or what when where Who what's been going on In pro wrestling Some of the main things That I would like to focus On before we get to the big Man's comeback discussion not to bore you all to tears, because that's not what I'm here for. No, sir. What I'm going to talk to you about are the things that I've noticed. See, I haven't even tuned into NXT, and I noticed that Dakota Kai is no longer there. And this is after the fact that she challenged, well, Mandy Rose as NXT's champion. Her firing has got a lot of attention Not that I was ever A Dakota Kai fan I just um, I knew that she was in the Mae Young Classic I knew that she had a feud Going on with Raquel Gonzalez She was partners with Raquel Gonzalez They had won the Women's Tag Team Championships Twice The NXT Women's Tag Team Championships So that is a big deal I just never really could get into Dakota Kai in itself I mean, NXT is kind of dissipating as we speak. Dissipating meaning it's not the same. Ciampa was the heart and soul of that. I don't know what he'll be doing after he gets to main roster, but you know what? There are several factors that go into me not wanting to tune in to NXT anymore. Upon the time, they had... So much talent that it was taking the thunder away from the main roster. So then Boss Man, Vince McMahon, still boss man kind of, has taken notice that had taken notice that NXT was doing amazing things. So what he did and to uh dig and bring up these gals and guys from NXT was he poached. And he I don't know what creative uh, team was doing with the characters they had brought up, but guys like La Knight, currently speaking, um, Pete Dunne, who is now known as Butch, um, turning La Knight into a manager—he's a big fucking dude. What the fuck, man? You know, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder what if you ever get the opportunity—if you were in NXT and you got to got the call up to the main roster. What would be the overall payoff outside of making more money than you did when you were on the NXT roster? Because it seems to me that everybody that has ever been dragged up from NXT really only succeeds for what it seems like a microsecond. And now about three-quarters of them are in AEW. FTR might be on their way out. Um, I know Matt and Jeff were never on NXT, dude. I'm just saying the major Johnny Gargano and, and Ciampa tried main roster. It just didn't work because the main roster some main roster fans did not understand. So the call up is a curse or a blessing because how many call ups from NXT have made it have made a thing for themselves so outside of Matt Riddle uh, outside of Damian Priest, I mean, Keith Lee at one point in time was a part of the main roster that just kept changing who he was. He just didn't fit the mold, I guess. Um, well, let's see here. Seth Rollins is still there, obviously. Roman Reigns, Moxling, or Ambrose is no longer there, but he was a call-up that lasted a while with the concept of the shield. So I guess what I'm getting at is, folks, is it really worth it right now being a part of NXT? Sure, because you get exposure. You can say that you were a part of a thing called NXT. I mean, from the direction that it once was when we had NXT as a reality show, season one, season two, season three, and you had punk doing commentary really wasn't a thing, but then when you fast forward to 2012, 13, 14, NXT started becoming big, then Triple H took the reins, and you got Norman – I'm pretty sure you still have Norman Smiley, Sarah Amato, Matt Bloom, at one point Byron Saxton. Not sure if he still helps run things over there, but you know what? From the class – 2013-14. Uh, you had guys and gals like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, 15, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode. You even had Austin Aries at one fucking point in time. Alexa Bliss, Buddy Murphy. He's now known as Malachi Black, but Aleister Black when he was in WWE. You had Champa, Gargano, Velveteen Dream, Bianca Belair. This list goes on and on, folks, throughout the years of the history of NXT. Now that Hunter stepped away because for his health and this, that, the other, I truly believe that good writing goes a long fucking way. And that is why a lot of people have asked for their release or they're getting released. It's because their time in NXT has run its course, Dakota Kai. Had a great feud with Raquel Gonzalez. Now that her time has run its course. Bye-bye. Wink, wink, wink. She's not going to quit her fucking day job. Dakota Kai is an amazing wrestler. But the focus is not just on her. You had LA Knight feuding with Grayson Waller. Now that's gone. You currently have a champion, Mandy Rose. I don't know how to put this but you can't have her without an ensemble an ensemble cast uh Gigi Don and jane you know just making her look great even though she doesn't look like a mil you know some may say well you're just mad because they're basing it off looks i am pissed because they're not basing it off Gill they sure have making it Feel like the Attitude Era 2.0 Minus Stone Cold Steve Austin The sad attempt At that with LA Knight You know it just um, Joe Gacy's Run around gimmick of being Like the motivational speaker Simon Dean anyone or Bray Wyatt combined That's Joe Gacy's gimmick right not second-guessing gimmicks. I'm not telling you, well, this is why NXT is failing. No. <clears throat> Trying to make a point. The current class of NXT, they had to have enhancement talent. Not enhancement talent, but enhancements added as features coming down to help them with ratings. Finn Balor at one point was a part of NXT, and he got called call back up. Dolph Ziggler had to come there. Bobby Roode had to come back down. Hell, dude, at one point, Kevin Owens came for a visit at WarGames and helped out a team with Pete Dunn and Ciampa and all those guys. It was like an indie's dream team. What I'm getting at is, is it really worth the time to turn on USA Network and watch what's left of NXT and I'm not complimenting AEW either so whomever is messaging me right now saying well isn't AEW because the reason sir why I don't tune into them either anymore is because I know they have talent and there are bits and pieces of it that commingle in my head as great television right or great TV but I'm gonna stay focused on NXT for now what the fuck is happening? Can someone explain to me why I turn on the TV and Io Shirai is the only semblance of something good happening in NXT? And if someone says, "Well, Mandy Rose is a great addition," why? Well, she's a great heel, please understand. I'm not saying Mandy doesn't have any skill or lack thereof. <clears throat> I'm merely saying that not just it's not just about one title that's wrong. It's that you can't keep bron- a guy Braun Breaker's size in that division for very much longer. So NXT, please understand <clears throat> why I've become so disenchanted with watching you. And others have become disenchanted with watching you is because <clears throat> the call-ups are way too soon. We know that they have to do it because they wanna add some new faces so that the main roster fans can become acclimated into Oh, did you see so and so? And it's just I have a few friends that don't really pertain to watching NXT because all they watch is main roster because they have other things they have to do with their time like bingo or gambling or god knows what. You know, or Getting ready for the next day for work So the only time they watch it is on replay look, I'm trying to make a point here Uh, The WWE Overall has depleted rosters And I know they get sick of hearing Well, if you don't like it Or I know you don't like your show And I'd rather watch AEW Because that's pure wrestling Neither one of them grasp the fucking concept that's really fucking simple. If you put asses in seats, if you have a guy that has one or two phrases, or if you have a person that really stands out because their skill in-ring outweighs their horrible skill on the mic, and they draw a crowd like a Brock Lesnar or a Bobby Lashley who... You know, Godspeed for what happened in Europe. But the point is, there's very few that can make the world turn to them and say, damn, I want to tune in and watch you next week. Wrestling's kind of dead right now, if you ask me. So why do you watch? I don't. I just want to point out, I don't watch as much. Let me rephrase. I do not watch wrestling as much because to me, I can't sit there and watch Raw for three hours. It's way too fucking long. I've got ADHD. And my attention span of watching something of three hours, unless you had a very intriguing story going on like WrestleMania had the three, four weeks before, that's normal, right? Because they, you know, people still buy T-shirts. They'll still buy title belts. They'll, some of them will still be brave enough to tune in and watch it, the train wreck that is NXT with tag teams. You know that they have the Whatever Brothers wrestling, and now MSK is defunct because of a domestic abuse case. Ciampa left. Gargano's gone. Al- or Aleister Black is no longer there. Andrade left. Zelina Vega is no longer because you can't hold talent in there forever. But, man, NXT was something special. Adam Cole had nothing left in the tank. There was nothing left for him. I'm beginning to wonder, you know, certain theories in my head. You know, maybe if Cornette was to help showcase the talent for NXT and get rid of those ugly-ass windbreaker colors... And make the black and gold brand again. And not only that, but give it some fucking life. Inject some stories into our veins that make us want to tune into your shit. The bottom line, 6T, is it a curse or a blessing? I'm kind of confused right now, folks. I am very, very confused. Because now, even that roster is... Looking very depleted, and yeah, it's giving opportunity for other young up and comers to come and get it, you know. But I'm really starting to question, man, should I continue on watching this nonsense? I haven't watched NXT, but last week, and I'm not, I'm not a believer of not just Mandy Rose, but Ron Breaker is getting, you know, he's not a bad wrestler. He's got skill. But to get rid of Dexter Loomis, who was phenomenal, and instead they turn him into a comical joke. And they have a miniature love triangle thing going on, or a love spat between Dexter Loomis, Persia Parada, Andy Hartwell. So it's kind of like a mixed hag affair. Anyways, the point is they dumbed everything down to look like another attitude here. Because why sex sells? Beautiful people sell dice, You know, you have to have a few things when it comes to wrestling, right? You have to have the appeal to the crowd, the looks that make you want to emulate that person while you're, you know, Still struggling in the indies, oh yeah, I wanna be like this person when I get to NXT or I wanna be like that person when I get to AEW or MPW. To close out the whole NXT theory though, just a few choice phrases. What the fuck? Why? How did this happen? What the fuck? You went from at least getting close to a million viewers per episode when you had Undisputed fully at its best, when you had a feud going on between Champa and Cole or when Velveteen Dream wasn't wasn't cited, you know, sending very horrible dick pics to uh, young teens. So you had a lot of controversy in NXT UK with Travis Banks and Liguero and all them. NXT he was so popular at one point it branched out into the UK. How fucking cool is that? Tournaments could be going on before the pandemic. I think NXT was slowly but surely dying when it was going it was headed towards a different direction. And most people say, "Well, if you don't like it, then why do you talk about it? I talk about it because the the state of professional wrestling does not rely upon one source, right? One source of entertainment. That's not wrestling. I I must report it because it's my fucking job. Two, how did this happen? I'll tell you how. We're not going to sit here and point fingers. We're just going to point out the obvious. When a different name takes over a certain group of people. The leadership roles change. His or her vision of what NXT should be changes. The company morale fucking changed. That's for damn sure. Oh, and three, now the roster is even more fucking depleted than when it was. It used to be one roster where you'd be like, man, this is where I want to go. This is the destination. One of. Not even close now on the map. I don't, you know. At one point, I wanted to be going to audition for NXT and making sure that, hey, you know, this is my dream come true to be a part of something that's special in professional wrestling. Now, I'm not even sure about that. What the hell happened is the final thing? Yeah, what the hell happened was NXT right now is in the doldrums because it can never grow or evolve past this point because now we're stuck trying to recreate an era that's impossible to recreate. It's impossible, man. So to close on the whole is NXT a blessing or a curse? It depends on whether you really truly want to wrestle. It's not the end all be all. It looked like so much fun back in 15 through about 2018 2014 it just had more than just enough names to get you through the fucking entertainment value process of it Enzo Cass, Carmella The Iconics Billy Kay and Peyton Royce Nikki Cross uh, Ember Moon it just became so fucking stacked that it was just it was impossible to keep up with how good it was. But now it's just like, okay, I don't know what direction it's headed, and it's not a good one. The things are headed south fairly fucking quick. So I'm going to transition to AEW, but before I do, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on Wrestle Radio Network Special Tuesday Edition. Has it's moments I mean sure All the fans started the pot For Big Cass We know that he's on loan From Impact Wrestling The reuniting of N'Zone Cass Is going to fucking happen Whether anybody else wants it or not That was a Big time pairing Back in the day in NXT And if you don't believe me I go ahead and replay the clip Because I mean, words speak volumes. Listen to how much this crowd fucking pops for these two, okay? Just listen. Don't need to repeat it a third time. The point is, these two are a draw. Whether you love Enzo or fucking hate the bastard. Whether you love Cass or hate that asshole. Or whether you love them both, period. Or hate them both. Enzo and Cass is simply the draw. And which brings me to my next home point you know this is uh something i love to do and love more than anything is to make my point good or bad so i'm gonna just sit back enjoy and uh read this little disclaimer here the following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast, Wrestle Radio Network profile, belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal... Taken. All rights reserved, Wrestle Radio Network Incorporated, 2022. So folks, here it is. You want answers as to why Big Cass's comeback is a welcome comeback. As I mentioned earlier, the man was nuts. Was running around trying to get a hold of Joey Janela. They had to call the cops. The guy is seven feet tall. He also can drink people under the fucking table. He had drinking issues. But he got better. He used to have in-ring issues because he didn't fucking listen to anyone. I mean, he tried, but... I'm going to say this nicely. Big Cass used to suck so bad, I didn't even know why or how that man made it up to main roster without Enzo. They tried separating those two, but when you take a gander at his fucking career, that's like taking Scott Hall away from Kevin Nash. Only difference is, those guys can wrestle solos because they did it earlier in their career when they wrestled you know solo careers before they formed as a tag team in wcw but it's the same equivalent if you have one you got to have the other and when i said he's on loan to aew i wonder how long he'll be on loan for temporarily being an enforcer against Guy like Wardlow Okay Let's see how well this pans out Because MJF has the charisma He can talk I don't know so much about wrestling But I, I There's some parts of MJF That well Can't really argue He is AEW's biggest draw Is he the smarter version of Benzo Really? Did someone just ask that Smarter not to kiss MJF's ass, but the man can conjugate better. He can make sense instead of going around in circles when he's doing the promo. Although that was the end thing for Enzo on the mic was to make up random things. And I can, you know, they're clear cut examples of that. So, um, I know that people are going to kill me and say, "Why did you play too many clips?" Well, you know, folks, there is such a thing as tact, right? So, when I say this, going on the fly for some guys is really cool. Other guys need shit written down from them. Not Enzo. This is not to go completely off tangent and. Make about him but here's an example of how to go on the fly and lose somebody and you know in two minutes time and make you laugh and said what the fuck was that maestro if you could please i mean load up the queue oh god not that drink although that is the kind of drink that if i wanted to puke out my guts i'd
0: so you're looking great with a certified g-shirt and the shoes to match Bad apple out the the shoes match you know what i'm saying sir and i find myself here at the Cruiserweight Classic, and I'm a classic man. You could be a Jeep if you look this clean. You want to be a classic man? Get on WWEShop.com. And Enzo, we have quite the competitors here. Do you have any favorites? You know what? I'm gonna go with Rich Swan. As far as this Cruiserweight Classic is concerned, I see that guy closing it out with Mariano Rivera. And Enzo, I'd like to ask you. And you're-
1: How dare he mention the Sandman's name? God forbid. That wasn't the promo I was looking for. God almighty. Um, <laughs> Where's the one, though? He goes completely off the cuff because I do. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's one about apartheid. Summer. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's something to mention about... I'm trying to find the promo that it goes off the cuff. No, 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 no. Oh, you get the point, folks. Um, well, I would say that if we're truly going to talk about why this reunion is a good idea and why it's a bad idea we're not here to completely negate Cass's comeback there are a lot of guys that have come back from drug and alcohol abuse addiction Jake the Snake Roberts is a great example Diamond Dallas Page helps a lot of guys God rest his soul Scott Hall so what what makes the big man what makes his comeback so special is the fact that this was a guy that could have quit wrestling easily, easily, and not even care. There's just so much that somebody will go through for pro wrestling. It's like a love-hate relationship. You can't really predict who, what, when, where, why. How far are people willing to go, you know, to make it? And Big Cass, you know, he's improved his in-ring stuff. The man's very articulate. Some people were comparing him. like, it's really hard to fill the shoes of a Kevin Cash or, you know, the other big man. Like, oh, I don't know, Entree the Giant or who are the other big men in wrestling? A lot of guys his size have. That much offense. I'll tell you why. His moves in NXT. His move set. Big boot. Clothesline. He could body slam you. Oh, and then there's the Empire Elbow. That's a pretty far drop, you know, for a seven-footer to go up in the air that much and then go down. So, really proud of him. For not only improving his in-ring shit, but making sure that... He wasn't just going to go base his shit off the past and try to build off that. No. This is a man that's moved forward. This is a man that, if you take a look at his career and his career history, where he started and where he is now, of course there's a lot of difference. You know, Big Cass is now in a company that's rivaling the former company he worked for. So, started out in 2011. They really, okay, so, he started out as Morrissey. Yeah, I remember. That was a really big, big deal. And, uh, let's see. Then he found his way to NXT in 2012. Started actually SCW first. You know, he was, that was a 10-year career, man. Seven years in WWE. Didn't really get noticed until 2013, 2014. And that was in a class, man, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. The class that he, okay, the VOD villains, you actually had an established tag team division set up in NXT. Even Jim Ross announced. Takeover because it was such a big Deal I mean he kind of guest commentated A few things so Um he was a brief stint In Florida championship Wrestling so Uh he was known as Morrissey and then his first Appearance on TV was July 2011 So uh he lost Actually he beat Aiden English Wow I you know I Completely forgot about that And it's been a while since Aiden has really done anything. Or, you know, been a part of T V. So, um his developmental debut was in two thousand thirteen in Cassidy and he lost to Mason Ryan. So he you know, He went through the ringer. He lost a lot of solo matches. And then his pairing with Enzo officially from 2012. So, yeah, he lost to Mason Ryan. We've already established that. So, let's see here. He feuded with Sylvester Layfort. Not really sure who that is. Okay, so... Da, 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 da. Oh, The Ascension was a big deal back in the day. We all know it. A lot of people were like, oh, man, they were great until they got up to main roster. Yeah, when you try to fill the shoes of a Legion of Doom, which wasn't going to happen. But that's another story for another time. Uh amore. oh yeah, the broken leg in twenty thirteen. God almighty, who can forget? Oh yeah, bro, the canvas was uneven, bro. Uh da 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 da, da, da. Well, I forgot about this. Um Cass and end zone cast. Never won gold, right? In NXT, they were never the tag team champions. Might have been reasons for that. But June 26, 2014, let's see. Enzo came out and made a save. They beat Aiden English and Ty Dillinger in the first round, but they lost to the villains. That was a big feud back in NXT with those two. Uh that uh, they created an alliance with Carmella. Okay, so they cost her hairdressing job. Wow. Uh that, that uh, March two thousand fifteen and morning cast became a problem with NXT Tag teams, Blake and Murphy. I remember that. So Alexa Bliss. Well yeah. Then Cass was drafted to Raw in 2016 with Enzo, no Carmella. That was a fatal disaster when they tried to take Enzo away from Cass. Cass didn't flourish as well as they thought he would. And this is just my own personal account or actually personal observation of what happened. I was at that horrid match between Big Show and Cass at SummerSlam was fucking horrible. It should have never been 11, but that's besides the point. He's come a long way from when he once was at WWE. Yeah, a seven-year career there, even through the days of FCW. Holy fucking shit. The big man has come a long way from just being one-dimensional, being a part of a tag team, and now they're putting him as a bodyguard slash... I don't know, the D's went gimmick. So he's a part of Main roster for two years and then he was oh let's see. They were drafted to Raw following battleground. Okay, so the timeline wow, I for, you know, I had completely forgotten about his entrance into the Royal Rumble in twenty seventeen. Oh my Lord. Okay, so there's that. He went into the independence. Um let's see here. Following leaves from WWE, still using his name Big Cass, he returned in the ring on December 1st, 2018 at House of Hardcore at the Blizzard Brawl event, he lost the fellow WWE Olympics MVP okay um, from Queen, yes just I'm not going to read the entire background of Cass, what I'm going to say is this I'm proud of the big man because why? A lot of people would have counted his ass out after he left WWE. Well, he needs Enzo to compliment him. He can't function without Enzo. The truth of the matter is, folks, Enzo's only half the equation, and we're not going to focus this entirely on that. You know, on that guy, because this is about big cast. And despite him having a seven years is a long time now. If you think on it with WWE, there's a lot of people that have been in that company, not only through FCW, but I've been through the fucking ringer. I've been through the grime and grit. And Big Cass, you can't teach how to push through the bullshit. You just have to be one of those things where you pull it out of your ass to say, fuck you. I did it. Big Cass can actually say those words because... The crowd just... You can tell AEW's crowd when they heard MJF give the hint about who's coming. For those who don't know, or those who once upon a time knew what and you can't teach that meant, yet sure, it's a different short dude saying that. I'm not so apologizing because MJF is only 5'8 and 5'9 with lifts in his boots. The point is, it's exciting to see... What kind of uh, feud they're gonna throw our direction? It's exciting to see big casts in some form of capacity because you know it's been wow. I mean, the last time I saw him in a wrestling ring was 2016, so six years ago. Actually, I like I said, I don't remember his appearance in Royal Rumble. Seldom watch pro wrestling now. I'm pretty sure tonight was that whole shindig about AEW, and actually no, that's tomorrow. Actually, no. That's Wednesday. Good bless it. The point is, you can screw up in wrestling and make amends with it, but if you screw up way too much, it's kind of hard to get back on that horse and start riding again. I feel like Big Cass is going to write a better story, a bigger, a badder story. Yeah, I heard he's reuniting with uh, Enzo. For those of you who have a question or concern or a comment you'd like to leave, it's wrestle underscore radio at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter, and for the book of faith, it's wrestle radio network forward slash facebook dot com. Even without. The big pop that Enzo normally Got when he said And you can't teach that You can just tell the crowd's anticipation was into it I'm happy for him Because anybody that had to deal with the bullshit In wrestling knows Wrestling is like a marriage You can get married to you have a relationship with it It loves you, it hates you The fans who once loved you Can turn on you And then you fucking hate it because you're either burned out, you can't do it, you have a lot of hardships, you have a lot of uh, heartbreak when it comes to pro wrestling. Big Cass had a lot of heartache, man. So why not think of the good instead of just focus on his bad? Because he was a one-trick pony in WWE for seven years. Did he ever win a championship? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, In NXT, did he ever have a tag team title? Who is, you know, the one who, you know, there's a lot of fingers that can be pointed at this whole thing. So, at his whole career. That he could have easily just said, hey, you know, this guy is the reason why my success ain't where it's supposed to fucking be. No, he didn't do that. Cass simply just basically put his nose to the grindstone, worked really hard. You know, he's a part of Impact. And he's fucking killing it. His in-ring stuff, folks, from I've seen and what I've observed, even though I don't partake in watching wrestling that often. Dude, you guys are in for a fucking treat this Wednesday then, because I'm going to tell you even though AEW's roster is oversaturated and their booking can sometimes be be desired type thing, I'm going to straight up tell you something. As I've told Chandler, as I've told Chuck, if you can, and, and pretty much every guest that I've had on this show, if you can tell a story and keep it simple, stupid, I will tune in and watch just you or your segment or whatever and say, all right, cool, I like this. It doesn't have to include blood and guts and chairs and barbed wire two-by-fours. No, sir. Knowing now that this suit includes another big guy, I'm all for it. Because AEW needs more than just a quick, sarcastic, Asshole like behavior. Or, you know, from a Brian Danielson. Or the tough gritty, I'm gonna beat your ass and I don't give a fuck who's in my way, John Moxley. Or never ending whoa, 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 whoa. the jungle boy and Luchasaurus. He doesn't matter. What your past is in wrestling Some people will always look to it But what matters most for Big Cass Is that he finally Has I don't know if he's finally found peace But boy man The big dude's looking great He looks in shape He cut a lot of weight For him to get over his addiction That's cool For him to be Back in the fray of pro wrestling That's even a bigger deal Because a lot of guys like him You don't see Very many seven footers Okay so WWE has almost Is it I mean Control your narrative has Braun Strowman Who's a biggin You got a lot of guys close To the seven foot height range That don't really do much Other than just be the enforcer or be the end all be all ass kicker because they can literally run through you run over you I should say like a freight train running over a fucking regular car big cash making that big money okay I'm not a fan of AEW's to be honest with you I'm not invested in their product because to me they may not be a big deal And yeah I watched them on occasion I don't watch them much But to have the inf- Not influence But to have the presence of a big cast Going up against a dude That pretty much Has gotten the fans to get out of their fucking chairs And cheer him Wardlow The cast is better known Wardlow Unless you're strictly an AEW fan You know who he is it's always important in wrestling to have a name, to have someone who draws a fucking crowd, who can get the crowd popping. I guarantee you, I don't know if MJF is going to parody Enzo, I really don't care. But to draw us all in which is one simple phrase, and you can't teach that. My only personal beef with that is, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have something negative to say. Other than it kind of reminds me of the times in NXT. Just you know, they're not they're not mirroring anything. But you can only steal a phrase, but you can't steal the real thing, right? You can't capture the charisma or moment there is. But right now, MJF is the hottest white hot thing that you want to keep going because he's the biggest dick bag, douchebag, uh heel character AEW has. Who other than him can you truly say is the biggest dick weed that sticks out like a sore thumb as the heel. Maybe we can't. Jericho now, okay I'm gonna touch briefly on this. I noticed that Kurt Angle said that he is surpassed Shawn Michaels. Um, I got a picture with you, and I I just want to say, what crack have you been smoking? Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. A lot of debate will go into this. Yes, Chris Jericho is a decorated champion. Yes, Chris Jericho is currently wrestling while Shawn is not. But was Chris Jericho a part of Degeneration X? Was Chris Jericho a part of a historical moment at Madison Square Garden? He had a match with Sean at Safeco Field that was amazing, but ultimately Sean beat Chris Jericho. You're saying he – how can you say he surpassed Sean Michaels as the, one of the best wrestlers of all time? Of course Kurt Angle will say that because, in his opinion, he truly believes that Chris Jericho is doing things that are worldly that no one else can do. I beg to differ Mr. Angle. I beg to differ. I have respect for what you've seen and done in this business and how well how good of a wrestler you are, but I I disagree. Jericho's great and he's very entertaining and his promos have great purpose to them and they still are funny as fuck. But overall best wrestler? That's up for debate, my friend In this debate I believe if you want Quality matches, yes, you'll understand That you get different variations Of well, Jericho's match At this event And Shawn Michaels' match How many WrestleManias did they both headline? But who was known Overall on ESPN On God, man There's a lot There's a lot of events that Shawn Michaels overshadows Chris Jericho, in my humble opinion. Yeah, one is submission. The other one's still wrestling for how long because it's so addictive. That's my take on Kurt Angle's statement that kind of made one wonder. What in the hell have you been smoking? It's just my thing, all right? So, big cast, Godspeed, good luck, big man. Fucking proud of you, dude. What you're doing is really cool. Keep on keeping on. And, you know, just do your thing, big man. Have fun. You're going to do amazing this Wednesday. I might actually tune in now to watch that fucking moment between him and Warlow, all right? There's something nice in the show, which is not normal. So if you didn't like what Kudo Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches, I got to get my beauty wrist. my last uh, day tomorrow before my two-day weekend, as I like to call it. So uh got to get my beauty wrist, you know? How's it going? All right, Maestro, can you take us out, please? Pre, please with a cherry on top and some whipped cream, and you know their fucking rest is not PG, so... No, no, no. Not like that. You know the deal. Come on, man. Let's give them a real outro. All right.